In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. That's good. Welcome, 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 welcome to Ending Pending. <laughs> I'm your host, Andy. Uh, I'm wearing a super suit under my tuxedo, and I'm Evan. I'm uh, getting high off of uh, wood stain, and I'm Ronnie. Ending Pending <laughs> is a premiere formula podcast Ooh. that discusses television shows that have only lasted for a yeah. single season. So sultry. We're, cur- we're currently covering Wolverine and the X-Men. But before we get into that, I have a bit. Ooh. What's, uh, what's the bit? Let's have that bit. What's that bit? Let's the, have that, that bit, Andy. That sleepy, uh, that sleepy, it's so sexy bit. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, uh, my bit is if you could make sock puppets for a class project of any two X-Men, which ones would you make sock puppets of? Why sock puppets? Why not a diorama? No, we're doing sock because you got two hands, so you can have two sock puppets. Do they have to do a little play or... Yeah, yeah. The project is you have to do a skit. You're a third X Men character. So who were you, who would your two sock puppets be, and then who would you portray? Mm-hmm. If you can tell, I just couldn't come up with a bit. So this is this is what we have. I'll go. I would choose the Dazzler and Longshot. Damn. So that so that we I could was gonna pick. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I love Longshot. Oh. That, I, 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 I wrote a, a blog post on my blog, cooltomedammit.com, several years ago. I remember that blog post. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Oh, the, the musical one? Yeah. Yeah. The musical? It was great. Yeah. The musical Be Dazzling uh, featuring, uh, it was it was my my uh, plea to say, hey, I know Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was, uh, was, was bad, but don't let that stop you from making they comic book musicals. They stole your idea, except they just then made it boring for A Star is Born. Yeah, well, that was basically <laughs> your dazzler, your dazzler long shot. It uh, totally fanfic. is. It totally is. I think Star is Born's lore goes back a little bit further than my like 2013 blog post. But uh, yeah, that's what I would do. And I would perform the entirety of my musical Be Dazzling uh, right there in front of my class. It's a great that answer. Wouldn't, that, that would be the second most embarrassing class project I've ever done in my life. <laughs> What's the first? I mean, the first is when uh, I I dress I I read Prisoner of Azkaban, um, and dressed up like Harry Potter, and basically from memory, like read line by line back the book, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban to my class in a British accent with like the spells and stuff and real like. Uh, emotive, uh, uh, you know, language, and it uh, was supposed to take about ten minutes, and it took the entire forty-five minute class period to the point where I had to come back and finish the next the next day. I love it. Um, I was also in. I think it was fifth grade. Uh, I came into. I, I went to Catholic school, so we had uniforms. And on a non-uniform day, which is like 
a, a day for celebration in the uh, Catholic school uh, ethos. Every now and then, for some reason, you just get to come and not wear your uniform. I fully did, like, dressed up like Harry Potter for no reason. It was not Halloween. Uh, it was not, like, a costume thing. I just decided that I was going to use my my one non-uniform day to dress like Harry Potter. And I was sorely ridiculed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this, I did not. This is... This formed who I am as a person in a lot of ways. I don't remember the ridicule I face, but I remember the faces of people watching me and adult Ronnie, which is like not a problem. Like I should just be like, yeah, kid Ronnie did his thing. But adult Ronnie is like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, my sweet summer child. What are you doing? Stop. Stop. There's still time. I was cool. So. (laughs) Yeah, you would have been one of the kids bullying me almost certainly. It's it's a distinct possibility. Yeah. What's uh? So what about these who, sock who, puppets? Who are your sock puppets? Um, I I feel like I just want to do my favorite X Men, which are obviously Nightcrawler, and I don't know if Quicksilver counts. I think he was on the team at one point. He's been on the team. Like, he's been on X Force. He's been on X Factor. He's been a Defender. He's been an Avenger. He's been on America's he's, Got uh, Talent. He's been on. Uh, so you think you can dance? He, he, he's he's pan team, poly team, like he's all over the place. Um. Oh no! Okay, I've got I've got a better idea. I would be Nightcrawler in this situation. Okay. Um. I I would have sock puppets of. I haven't fully sussed this out yet, but two X Men characters who I ship. And I would uh, act out an elaborate fan fiction. Their style. wedding? Would you? Would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that Nightcrawler would absolutely do. He's such a pure little boy. He, I mean, not he's not a little boy. He's a grown man, but he just has like this sort of, uh, like, uh, hopeful, imaginative energy about him. He officiated North Star's gay wedding to North Star's husband, who no one can remember the name of because he doesn't matter. <laughs> He uh he officiated um Deadpool's marriage to uh the the daughter of Satan I think. Oh, that sounds like a Deadpool thing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds. How much right. effort would you guys put into your sock puppets? Oh, so much because I'm oh, Nightcrawler yeah. in this scenario. I would I would lovingly handcraft those sock puppets. So I guess I could just put a blonde ponytail on mine, cover it in glue, and just dump it into a bucket of glitter. And that would be the Dazzler. That would be pretty pretty much spot on. I would be Emma Frost, and I would put way too much effort into how I look. But then I would do no work for my sock puppets. Uh, and I would just be like, oh, one's Iceman, because it's, it's white. And then the other one is Husk, and then I would rip it off my hand. <laughs> Because that's Husk. She, like, rips off her skin and then Jeez. has new skin. And, uh, yeah. That's that's kind of gross. Oh, she's disgusting. She fucks Angel while flying in front of the entire X-Men team and her family. Ew, why? They're flying and, like, making love. And she, like, I'm- rips off her clothes and, like, Angel's clothes. And you see them falling. And the entire team is grossed out. And Wolverine and Nightcrawler are like... 
<laughs> this is and exactly like, what I mean. This is why. And I'm like waiting. the mom was like, "Oh, oh God, Husk is nasty. She nasty. Nightcrawler's <laughs> nasty, or Angel's nasty too. But like Husk, mm, gross powers. Don't like. Who do I ship Quicksilver with? What a question. Gambit. They're they've. I don't know. They've both. You need got, to read that comic. It's a very good comic. They've both got such top energy. They just fight. <laughs> they just they just fight to see who tops. All right. So for the case of this exercise, I'll say I'm Nightcrawler, and I made a Gambit and a Quicksilver puppet, and I'm uh, enacting, you know, uh, a a very thoughtfully written, uh, evocative fan fiction. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. And both uh, Quicksilver and Gambit are watching you act out this fan fiction and are both very uh, into it. And it's and ang- they keep shouting out like pointers. It's angsty. Yeah. Like, oh, there's like a hurt comfort thing, you know. Very good. Yeah. I love it. Uh, All right. So let's talk about these episodes. What yeah. episodes did we watch? Um, like a million. So we watched many. Uh, I did math a little bit wrong. I'm bad at math. I'm gay. It's fine. Uh, we watched up to episode 12, so we watched seven episodes this time instead of eight like we were supposed to. And by we, I mean Ronnie did it right and Andy and I did it wrong because we were following my directions. Um, and in this string of episodes, we've gotten away a little bit from the theme of gathering the X-Men because we've got uh, uh, Professor X back. Ish. Uh, ish kind of he's but he's back in the picture like he's not uh just mysteriously gone anymore we the audience know what's going on and kind of the overarching theme of these seven episodes is like the future stuff that's happening in the future with time travel because professor x is like looking into the future and seeing things that are gonna happen and then sending his consciousness into the past to like warn the current X-Men of what's going to happen so they can stop it before it happens and like change the timeline. And so it's a little, little bit, uh, all over the place. Well, we have two episodes about Nightcrawler, actually. The first one, he's helping people cross the ocean because they're mutant refugees and they're going to Genosha and they get attacked by pirates and he saves them. Uh, we have a weird crossover episode with the Hulk. Episode seven, the Hulk just shows up for some reason and S.H.I.E.L.D. is there. Um, episode eight is the the first of these, like, or I guess the second of these, because we had that Africa one with mm-hmm. like, oh, this thing's going to happen in the future. But episode eight is the second of these where uh, Professor X is like, oh, there's a thing that's going to happen. Genosha's going to get blown up. We got to go change the past. Um so we get a little bit more about Genosha in that one. Oh, episode nine, Professor X gets captured again by the robots, you know, the anti-mutant robots. Um, episode 10, Nightcrawler goes to Genosha. He dances with the Scarlet Witch. It's very good. Um, what's the, what's he trying to do there? I forget. He's just enjoying himself. Okay. He's just like, this is rad. There's like a mutant country. I'm, I'm like, I can be normal. I can wear a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, then he finds some, some mutants locked up in the basement and he's like, oh shit, uh, Magneto's bad. Well, I guess they knew Magneto was bad, but he was like sort of sympathetic towards Magneto and then found mutants in the basement and was like, 
And then he tried to... Nightcrawler, well, his main power, besides looking weird, is that he can teleport short distances, and he then teleports himself in, like, 20-foot increments all the way back across the Atlantic Ocean. In the comics, the furthest he can teleport is uh, up to three miles. Mm -hmm. Um, The show doesn't show him teleporting that far, I think, to keep him in frame. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's like teleporting uh, far away and a little bit higher and then falling a little bit and then teleporting. And it's very good. It was very dramatic. Yeah, it was good. Episodes 11 and 12 are both about uh the one is wolverine going solo and then the other one is cyclops going solo and wolverine judging him for doing the exact same thing he just did yeah can you tell i hate wolverine uh yeah so 11 is about wolverine uh dealing with some shit and then 12 is about cyclops dealing with some shit and that's these episodes uh, I'm sorry I'm giving such, like, uh, a brief overview of each one. I can't get too deep into it. We've got nope, we've got stuff to talk good. about, and there's seven episodes. So yep. let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. Uh, we watched, what do we watch, seven episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men? And you know I gotta ask it, uh, Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. The seven episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men, did they work for you? I loved them very much. I had a good time. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These uh, magic number seven, the highest number there is of episodes. The Lord's number. The Lord's number of episodes of Wolverine and the Approximately a week. Approximately <laughs> a week. Did they work for you? Um, yeah, there were some ups and downs, I'd say, but... Still, yes, overall, I think. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. These most recent crop of episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men, these here seven, did they work for you? They sure did. Enjoyed the hell out of them. Really, uh, really tickled my fancy. All right. Well, podcast over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've solved it, guys. We did it. Well, well, first, let's get into it uh, and talk about the things that... Well, first, actually, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. We'll, uh, you know, shake out our muscles and we'll come back fresh to discuss what worked about these seven episodes. Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the rubs and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. Alrighty. (laughs) 
Thank you, Annie, for Spinning playing intro us in music. and out. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm here to do. Uh, yes, we, we depend on you solely for your musical prowess. Yep. I'm uh, here to inspire everyone with my bardic vocals. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, throat. nice. We'll now inspire us all with uh, what I'm sure is a long, long list of what, what worked, worked for you Cyclops. about these seven Cyclops episodes. Cyclops worked. Cyclops was great. Stop messing with div- Woof. What an Woof. audio situation you just I created. Heard, I heard the peaks. I heard the peaks over here. <laughs> Cyclops is great. He didn't do anything wrong. He's a good, pure, good, pure leader. He's carrying this team on his back. Also, the, the Nightcrawler episodes were phenomenal. Um, yeah, there are some similarities in your likes and my likes in that uh, the ones with each of our favorite X-Men in them, we loved. Yeah. I loved, I got two Nightcrawler episodes and I really liked both of them. They were both real solid. They were both good episodes. A lot of fun, um, a lot of adventure, a lot of swashbuckling. Yeah. Good shit. You know, when you saw those swords at the start of the Nightcrawler episode on the boat, you were like, he's going to get those swords at some point. Oh, yeah. He's going to get them. I am so charmed by uh like high seas nightcrawler this is like a thing that he has he just loves like swords and swashbuckling and earl pirate movies movies. yeah Yeah. and it was very good it was just very good yeah kurt was good overall kurt like Mm -hmm. just the presence of nightcrawler like you said earlier just so charming so wholesome so kind um and mischievous. But, yeah, I yes. was going to say, not saccharine either, because that's very often a, uh, like, goes hand in hand with the good guy characters, like, right. so yes. heroic. Right. But, um, Wolf, or, um, Nightcrawler's definitely, like, a scamp. You yeah. know, he gets up to nonsense and shenanigans. He, he is puckish. Yeah, he's he is. He But he's he's very good deep down, and he cares about people a lot. Right. In a very genuine yeah. way. I think the uh, parallels that they drew between uh, him and Charles Xavier of like him being the Charles Xavier for these kids in a world where there is no Charles Xavier right now um, was just that was like a very nice moment for this cartoon. Absolutely. And uh, overall, just like the bit where he's on Genosha and trying to figure out like what is going on and it would have been really easy for him to be tempted to not look too deep and to just accept everything at face value where he's got it made in Genosha. Like he's a bit of a celebrity cause all mutants look up to and admire the X-Men and like Magneto's like, Hey, like we're going to set you up in this suite and like, you can stay as long as you want and he doesn't have to hide. He doesn't have to run. He can just enjoy being himself. But Nightcrawler is a good dude, and he knows that if something shady going on, he's got to investigate. That was good. I like the portrayal of S.H.I.E.L.D. I liked episode seven. I know you said it was like a weird, the Hulk's there out of nowhere. I liked, like, we've been so, like, inoculated over the years against like Wolverine and the X-Men crossing over with like shield and the Avengers universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we've also been very like, 
led to believe the past couple of years that like shield is a benevolent organization and they've got not they've got these right like they've got all these great like you know i like this position of like no shield is an overreaching government agency that always fucks up and needs to clean up after themselves and this shit probably wouldn't fly with them coming after wolverine like this if charles xavier wasn't around but once again charles xavier's not around and nick fury feels like he can just you know throw his weight around a little bit I was very into it. Yeah, no, it was definitely some good shit. Not my favorite portrayal of Bruce Banner, but, you know. No. But, um, yeah, the, the stuff with Nick Fury and Wolverine was solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some uh, some Chuck Wendigos uh, <laughs> up in here. We that did get some cool. Chuck Wendigos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a moment in that episode where Wolverine pulls a... What is very, very clearly a syringe out of a pack and goes, what am I supposed to do? Make him drink it? And it's like, come on, Wolverine. Like, you're, you've been around for what, like 500 years? You know what a syringe is and what a syringe does. Stop it. Stop it. Could not have cared less about the uh, Wolverine solo episode where he fights Sabretooth. Just did not. No, yeah, I was. Did that, not I mean, give a shit. That is something that, like, like no matter what, I'm just uninterested in, like, Logan's memories from years ago, which is, like, something that the movies really, really play on. Um, I'm just, like... <sighs> Why are I'm, all the movies about uh, Wolverine? Why? Because Hugh Jackman is, is gorgeous and, and very good at portraying him. Yeah, I think it but... comes down to... Look, there's no there's no answer that will satisfy me. So I don't here's, know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Here, here's what I'll say this about the X-Men movies. X-Men First Class is the best X-Men movie and is the only one that used Wolverine appropriately. Yeah, that was a good scene. That, that like, was a good that's scene. the amount of Wolverine I want. You didn't right like I mean, I know I know it has a lot of Wolverine in it. You didn't like Days of Future Past? I did, but like it's so tainted by like Brian Singer being that's fair. the worst. That's fair. And like, is first class not Brian Singer? No. Oh. And uh, I liked I liked Iceman and Kitty in Days of Future Past, but there's no Cyclops. So like, yeah, yeah. What am I gonna do with that? I don't know. Speaking of Cyclops, episode twelve kicked ass. Episode twelve was so good. My boy. Mm. <laughs> I. I think I disagree, but, oh I, but I, I just don't care about like the romance between Cyclops and Jean Grey. Yeah. And also like, like I, like I agree with you, Andy, that Cyclops is way better than Wolverine, but this show is called Wolverine and the X-Men and the writers are very intent on like Wolverine being the hero and Cyclops being the goof up who like, you know, needs to so get it together. Naive boy Cyclops. Right. So here's yeah. the deal with this. This makes me very mad. In episode 11, Wolverine, without like any explanation, without saying where he's going or what he's doing, goes off on his own because he had like a dream or some shit and uh, gets in way over his head, gets his ass kicked, comes back, la di da di da, like, oh, I didn't, uh, like, I was gone for like, Four days or whatever. While he's gone, shit went down in the mansion. Rogue showed up, like, 
he ditched his responsibilities for this solo mission and comes back like it's not a big deal. And like, y'all should have just waited for me for getting into whatever. Cyclops in the very next episode is like, hey, Mr. Sinister has been after Gene for a while now. We never investigated whether or not he has Gene. There's one of his henchmen. I'm going after him. And like Cyclops lets people know where he's going and what he's doing and like what's going on. And he's like, y'all don't need to come. I'm going to handle this on my own. But here's the deal. At the end of the episode. After Cyclops did everything like overall fine as far as a solo mission goes, gets rescued by the team, even though, I mean, he he had him right where he wanted him, I'm sure. And Wolverine's like, yeah, like you're you're going to be off the team if you do this again. Like you're you're a bad teammate. First of all, Wolverine, Cyclops told you where he was going, you ass. Second of all, he's hunting for missing teammates. You dick like Gene is an X-Man. You guys should be looking for her. You went off in your solo mission. That was all about your deep, dark, sad, man painy backstory. Like, at least Cyclops is helping the team looking for Gene. God, I hate Wolverine. I, I, well, I get that. I just, I don't know. It, it just, it is very much like, like, I felt like I was watching the beginning of Batman v Superman. Oh, well, it's definitely a negative. It's definitely right, a negative right. with how, with like how the show frames. Yes. Cyclops yes. as being in the wrong and Wolverine in the right when Wolverine did the exact same shit. Right. The right. previous episode for worse motives than why I mean, Cyclops I did I mean, it. Wolverine did, like, they didn't know where he was going because, like, he, like, did the whole, like, that was one of my actual favorite scenes where, like, Hank McCoy comes in and is like, who doesn't love to hold a real book in their hands? And I'm like, Beast is the only boomer I will ever tolerate, I swear. <laughs> um... But like, didn't, so they, 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 didn't they like make a big deal about Iceman using the internet? Yeah, yes, they yeah. did. Oh man, this show is old. Yeah. <laughs> um, Iceman, you're young. How's the internet work? Right, right. You guys couldn't right. go to Forge for that at least. You just right. went to the, like the closest millennial you could find. The teen. When was um, the show made? Did the, like 2006? Okay, so the internet wasn't still making the. Oh, maybe 2009. Jesus. Yeah, it's way too late to be like, what's the internet? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, all that to say that right now the show that I'm watching is Wolverine and the X-Men and I kind of have to deal with the source material that, they're not the source material, but like the subject matter that is in front of me. And that subject matter is fairly anti-Cyclops. Uh, as, and, it and is, and that's a negative. That that's is a negative. negative. That is a negative. But Although, I, I still think Nolan North does a killer job, and it was great watching Cyclops beat the shit out of people for an episode. Terrific. Terrific. Yeah. I'll still take it. Your point, your point is made. Wolverine is bad. Cyclops rules. I, uh, I'm used to digging through bad Cyclops material to find the gems in it where I can, and I'll, I'll take this episode. I, I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as you need to spend time talking about Cyclops and the uh, and the, the the fond memories that you have with your good friend uh, Scott Summers, gotta come back here and talk about how much I love my boy Toad. Toad. Yeah, you the, got a Toad episode. The unsung hero of not only the Mutant Brotherhood but Wolverine and the X Men. The show. Love, love Toad. Love having him around. 
Kitty was the real MVP of that episode, though. She was like phasing the jet in and oh, out of shit and like yeah. phasing Iceman through things so that he can like freeze the ocean into a fucking landing pad. Like Kitty kicked ass that episode. Yeah, there mm-hmm. was, um, as we remarked when we were watching it, very creative use of phasing powers, which was really nice. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, it, it it kind of expands her power in a way that is like, oh, like she could probably do that if she just like tried real hard and not like, I don't feel like her powers can stretch that far like we get with some other shows and, and powers and things like that. Also, it'd be super easy to fall into the trope of just having Kitty be like comic relief and like defensive. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool seeing her powers in like, really interesting and kind of like offensive ways. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, they showed that really well, even with, uh, with Nightcrawler too, of like how, you know, that whole episode was about, Oh, my powers are, are no good. And, and Nightcrawler's like, I didn't think my powers are good either. And it shows him like using like fate or uh, teleporting to like throw people bigger than him and stuff. It was they do they do a good job, even though the animation is not like the most superior of any like, you know, Marvel project or any cartoon. They do a good job of like very clearly showing how these mutants powers like affect the world around them. I have a very big negative and I don't know where to talk about it. Should I talk probably about it probably in the negative section of okay. the podcast? Are we there, though? Do I have to I keep biting my tongue? No, I don't. I don't think we're there yet. Uh, OK. I, I have like not hardly even talked about Toad. Yeah, um, I mean, Toad was great. <laughs> Toad's great. Toad, Toad is, and Toad Blob is... are definitely fucking right. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, they you got, got a little fight. fight. I can't. I can't yes. unsee it now. Yes, mm. yes. They got in a little fight, and Blob was happy that he was locked up in the MRD. But at the end of the day, uh, Blob knows where his 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 bread is buttered, and that's by Toad. I loved finding out that uh, Quicksilver is on like a Zuko mission. He's like not allowed to go to Genosha until he pleases his daddy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's very cool. The whole the whole mutant brotherhood thing is like a weird like they're like a, like a splinter cell of Magneto's whole operation doing stuff back on the mainland. I'm into it. I'm into it. It's a good story. It's a very good plot and story. We got a Charles focused episode. I was very yeah. into that. Future future episode was neat. Charles is yes. trapped in like a Mad Max wasteland and assembling like a a team of very gay X Men to help him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I hate I hate time stuff. And this oh is well, a, welcome to the X Men. I mean, this is a <laughs> this is a general bias that I have, but I hate time stuff and timeline fuckery and. I just it it's it never like quite follows its own rules. You're like Jack Flag with cosmic stuff. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That was a deep cut. Okay, that was a yeah. deep cut to the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Lanning. Yeah. Yep. Hate cosmic stuff. I hate cosmic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, look, I feel that. Okay, yeah. whoever you are, Jack Flag, I'm right there with you. I mean, that's this is a generalized complaint and I can't like. Yeah, no, time travel sucks, but yeah, like, I can't I can't like blame this show specifically because I know that this is a thing. I know that Days, Days of Future Past is a thing. I know that this right. happens, but like 
I just don't like it. And I sort of immediately disconnect when that starts to happen. I do feel like, though, that the X-Men do maybe not a good job of time travel stuff, but they do a not bad job by just they kind of looper it where they're just like, we're not going to discuss. like We're not going to explain how this is happening. There's not going to be really any like solid rules. It's just, you know, whatever is cool. That's exactly. better than that's better than average, I guess. But yeah. it just like nothing. It's better than Harry Potter, where like they set up rules and the rules do not apply or make sense. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's better than a lot of you know really intense time travel stuff, where it's like nope, 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 that wouldn't it, happen. It feels like we're talking about negatives now. Um, I do want to talk about one other thing. You got one more thing, Ronnie. I got Spit it one out. One more thing. Oh, there's a great line. <laughs> There's a great line that I laughed out loud at, uh, and it shows kind of my my adolescent uh, humor uh, during the Hulk episode where um, Wolverine is trying to warn Hulk and says, Hulk behind (laughs) and Hulk clear as day goes. Hulk, not a behind. (laughs) It was during this very intense fight scene and it was just like, yup, yup, I'm here for it. I'm here for um, the the chaotic energy that Hulk brings. I loved Emma Frost in these episodes. She was a total bitch and it was great. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As she should be. She's excellent. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let me off my chain. All right, all right. I will also say the Sentinels in uh, in the future have just basically become Cybermen um, from Doctor yeah, Who. They're, but they're way over the top. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Ken Andy. What's your negative? So here's my big negative. If you say if you say the word Wolverine in this negative, I'm going to mute your no, mic. No, I'm not going to say Wolverine. It's not about okay. Wolverine. Okay. Uh, I mean, it is happening under his leadership and tenure of the X Men, so it does ultimately fall on him. But in the episode Time Bomb. There's a, a mutant named Nitro who, like, just explodes. That's his whole thing. He can't control it. It's, he's a mess. And Wolverine gives, at the end of the episode with Beast, they give Nitro to the MRD to be, like, tortured and experimented on and put in, like, some sort of cryo-frozen tube. And it, I was really shocked by that. I was like, wow, that's... That's really dickish of them, but I guess, you know, he's he's a pretty dangerous guy. Like maybe maybe the evil government you know, black force is the only people that could take care of him. Like I guess I'll turn a blind eye to it. But then in the in the Cyclops episode, Cyclops like captures uh an evil mutant and Beast casually goes, "Oh, we'll do a a drop and run at the old MRD and like makes a joke about it. And he has like a jokey nickname for dropping off mutants to the MRD. And like, I guess the, 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 the person is a baddie. He's a bad mutant, but it seems real wrong. Magneto would never do this. It seems real wrong to be giving the evil government corporate, like, like, branch that is torturing mutants and like building sentinels it seems bad to be giving those people mutants even if they're naughty mutants and then you 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 know evan jokingly said magneto wanted to do this and we go to the genosha episode with nightcrawler and magneto does have a jail cell for evil mutants 
but like they're being fed and they're not they're being ta- they're pretty well ta- I mean, one of them was doing pottery yeah like like they're being taken care of and it's clearly way nicer than where we saw nitro that was that was like the front though like that was the front that they were showing nightcrawler and when nightcrawler goes back they are all I will give you that they are at least not in possession. They are not like the prisoners of a very evil uh, government agency. Even but so, like as far as Genosha I know, Genosha is a country. It does make sense that if people, even mutants, commit crimes in that country, that they'd be arrested and put in jail. Now, I'm all for abolishing the prison industrial system complex in America, but like this is fantasy world. Like, I, I get that. You know, put them put them in jail if they're if they're naughty. Also, in spite of uh, Nightcrawler's uh, protestations, we have no reason to think that Magneto intends to deliberately harm them in any way. I assume that they're there because their powers are dangerous and uncontrollable. Or they did something. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. Y'all are so horny for Magneto, and it's it, it is, is like, Magneto, Magneto so is my daddy. Blatant. It is so blatant and obvious how defending you are of Magneto. And fuck, <laughs> lady, it could be it could be a very kind and gentle prison. You never know. I'm just saying, though, it's real I understand. fucked up I understand. that the X Men are like, hey, mutant. Defense squad, bad. Hey, people building Sentinels. Here's some mutants we disagree with and don't like. Or here's one who's perfectly pleasant. His power's just inconvenient. Here you go. Have him. It is deeply hypocritical. uh, Even if we assume, which is also possible, I'll grant. Even if we assume that Magneto has very bad intentions for the mutants that he is keeping captive. Even if we assume he's a very bad dude. It is deeply hypocritical of the X-Men to say like, oh yeah, this group that imprisons and experiments on mutants, uh, that's fine. This group that imprisons and experiments on mutants, mortal enemies. If Cyclops was leading the team, he would not be doing oh, these drop-offs with it, the MRD. Stop it, stop One, it. two, I do. two, we know from the Xavier episode that the Sentinels are, like, upgrading. They're, like, using mutant powers. And Wolverine and Beast just dropped off a guy who's a nuke. Yes. To the people making Sentinels. Yes. What the fuck, y'all? Wait, I mean, okay, so narratively, narratively it's bad, I think, overall, just because the MRD has become kind of like a secondary baddie. Like, they, like where they started off so, so intense, they've become very much like aloof. Like, the, the MRD facility that is the main one of the show is less secure than my iPhone. Like anyone can just run in there constantly and break people out whenever they want. And the guards are kind of like, Huh, what happened? Like they have become a joke, which is kind of like, it it doesn't, doesn't do anything for the show to make like, Oh, now we've got Magneto. So we can really focus on the real bad guy. It's like, no, the, as always, it's the, you know, the govern the overreaching government that is the bad guy here. Narratively, I agree with you. It doesn't work. Even like the Nitro thing, like Charles told him that he had to do that. And it, it, I don't like it. I don't like it either is what I'm saying. It, it is it is hypocritical. It is narratively weak. Um, they need it. They need a better, better plot device to, uh, you know, keep these mutants on ice than to drop them off at their literal worst enemies. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real bad move. Speaking of powers and the extent to which they can stretch, um, at the end of episode eight on the uh, on the ice, the ice uh, landing strip, Psylocke and uh, Emma Frost just kind of have like a psychic blast off. Like psychic, they make psychic like balls of energy in the air and and throw them at each other. I, is that a, is that a thing that telepaths can do? I don't it's, feel like look, that's young. Look. Young Justice did this shit too. Where like, how do you portray two people battling each other mentally? And I think Young Justice did it better, but I don't want to say Wolverine and X Men did a bad job because like, it's how else like, do you show that? Every party needs a cleric, you know, like you're not you're not there for the fight. You know, just just play support back there. Buff buff me a little bit, you know, look, mutant powers are unlimited. We learned that with Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch's mutant power is just magic. She can just right. do magic. She can just house whatever. of M. She's We're just house a of M now. Yeah. Yeah. She's made a whole new reality. Also, her son can do magic. Just magic. Just straight up magic. Yeah. I just that was one moment where I was like, I don't feel like this is canon. <laughs> Episode 11, I don't I hate to return to it, um, but the Wolverine episode is basically it's, it. I mean, it's I mean, we, we have compared Wolverine and Mick St. John of Moonlight a couple of times of just like, you know, the the golden boys. And of course, here's another episode where we could have a flaw on Wolverine. Wolverine's past could be that he killed this girl's father. But of course, Wolverine is a perfect person and has never done anything wrong. Part a million. It's it would have been way more interesting if Wolverine had done a murder and comes back and the little girl is now like. Fuck you, you killed my dad, I'm going to kill you. And Wolverine is like, no, genuinely, my all of my memories have been erased. I am a very different person now. And an emotional journey for the girl to then come to realize that and either forgive him or not. Right. That's it. That's a more interesting story than like, Oh no, there's a very convoluted right. Misunderstanding happening. And even when I was working for an evil black ops organization, I was still a saint. I just don't understand what goes on in the writing room. with shows like these when yeah. like they have to jump through such hoops to make the show like so convoluted. So like, oh, how are we going to like retcon all of this so that like the the misdirect is that nah, just kidding. He's still a great guy. Like just go in like on it and, and, and put your head down and write some heartfelt dialogue like that. That is the real challenge. Like be there. It was yeah, just, just do it. Was, it. Don't don't yeah. don't don't right. like. Right. Again, that's the issue with Wolverine, though, is that like. They always try and have their cake and eat it, too. He's the bad boy with this dark past, but the dark past is that he was also still doing everything correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Compelling. Wow. Right. 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 <laughs> One of my negatives is that more so than in the first several episodes, the the sheer volume of characters feels cumbersome to me at this point. And maybe it's just because I'm less familiar with the X-Men than the two of you are. And this is a show. And I would argue that that's a flaw. If this is a show intended exclusively for people who are already fans of the X-Men, but it's probably a reason the show only got one season. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's the the cast is very very dense and, a lot of characters yeah and it's difficult to care about most of them not because they're bad characters or anything just because you got to remember who's who and whose motivation is what and who's doing right. what and whose powers are what and who's dating who and who had an episode already and we've had about four solo wolverine episodes one solo cyclops episode two solo xavier episodes and two solo nightcrawler episodes and we've barely seen any of beast kitty iceman forge and storm who are like the core of the x-men team in this so if you if you look at the episode summaries on Wikipedia, it lists like the characters that are introduced in each episode. In every single episode, it's at least five or six new characters who are introduced. To be fair, a lot of those people are like they were in the background and we saw their powers. And only if you're like a huge X-Men fan, would you notice But Still, I think though. I think that's Still. a shortcoming of the show where like in any other show. Any other like, you know, you know, we're going to break into this building and do a heist show like henchman. Number one is just like a, a guy. But like yeah. in the we X-Men universe, to it has to be it has to be, you know, it has to be a uh, vertigo or it has to be some this other. Is, this is actually one of my negatives. Um, I love multiple man. Uh, his run in X Factor is incredible. Really interesting character, really great powers, a uh, bit of an anti-hero, but like chaotic good, heart of gold. Multiple man is the worst name I've ever heard. And I just want to put that <laughs> out there. Okay, well, no need to take a dump on him. Jesus. I have uh, I have the original, I don't want to brag, but I am uh, in possession of the original Fantastic Four common where the multiple man was introduced oh. uh, Yeah, to the, to the world, but you know. Uh, he's one of the henchmen for Sinister and provides a great boss fight against Cyclops. Really great scene, cool powers going against each other. Uh, they're a good foil for each other. But I'm sitting there like, why the fuck is Multiple Man working for Sinister? Like, what happened? And it's the sort of thing where, yeah, they wanted to shove in another comic book character, but if it's going against who the character is and you don't explain why he's there or what has happened in his life to make him a villain when normally he's a hero, it it's distracting. Right. And I, I would have rather than pick another character, even though I love multiple man or just like make someone up, like just right. make up a henchman for sinister and have Cyclops fight that guy. Like, and, like you can, you can make up a henchman that is just, super strong i'm a mutant and i'm super strong it does not have to be like the first introduction of this character and like like just just play it play it close to the vest or fuck it have the exact same power set and have cyclops make a joke like oh you're like you're a poor copy of multiple men like you're not the sure yeah like 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 have a have a bit just do a little bit Would, would, would we slash People worse than us at that point be like, oh, that's not a real X-Man. That's a, that's actually multiple man's powers, but that's not actually uh, multiple man. They just made that up for the show. Well, yeah, but this show is for children. Yeah. You know, like there are absolutely fanboys who would be like, Ugh. well, I mean, I'm literally right. here doing that. Like yeah. you misused the character. Like, <laughs> but 
don't know. I, I, it took me <laughs> out of it for a second. I think you have sure. to serve the narrative first. You have yeah. to serve the narrative before you serve the the fanboys. And I think that's true of all media. Looking at you, Star Wars people, you gotta you gotta write a compelling, good story. And of course, you have to like care about existing lore and stuff. Are you like dissing that. Star Wars or saying that they've been doing a good job? I'm saying this? Star Wars, like Star Wars media, is doing a great job. I okay. think that the movies are amazing. Cool. And everybody whining about them on the internet can suck it. It's really, it's really great to hear that that you two aren't going to break up right now yeah. because because you were and Evan was going to rip Star Wars. I was like, "What are you saying? What are you saying?" About Star Wars? <laughs> also, that was like a little bit harsh. I don't mean to say that you can't like have criticism. I, I need to couch this because it's very contentious. I, I don't mean to say that you can't have you know critique about the Star Wars movies, but there's some people who have very not legitimate critique out there and i want legends back yeah sign my petition yeah legends has some bad stuff it had bad stuff let it rest in peace Uh, yeah um speaking of mutants who just like we make up whole cloth for the sake of the show they did that uh on the ship with the kids uh in in uh the nightcrawler episode they were great it brought on another one of my negatives where you have uh, they're, they're explaining why their powers are useless. And one guy's like, oh, I can make goo out of my hands. And one girl's like, I uh, I have butterfly wings. And one kid's like, I can breathe underwater. And one girl's Those like. Those are all amazing. And w- w- I mean, you know, moderately. Yeah. But then one girl goes, I can talk to machines and make them do what I want. And I'm like, that you were the, you're the most powerful mutant that's ever been. <laughs> what are you talking about? In this, the year 2019 or even 2009, for that matter, you are the most powerful mutant that has ever lived and you need to be like you need to be put in the in the holding cell at the MRD who do you want to be president kid (laughs) who do you you want to be president kid go touch this voting machine huh let's take over all of the nuclear codes of every country in the world hmm what what do we want to do for me Hmm. also there are actual X-Men with dumber powers than I can make goo there are real like bona fide X Men who have worse powers than that. So, yeah, I was live, I was live the dream, goo hands, kid. I, I I mean, we have to make it compelling, and we had to have Nightcrawler be like, hmm, I can I can cobble something out of this. But I think Nightcrawler really had his work cut out for him, where he was just like, hmm, you guys are actually all super super talented, <laughs> but I'm gonna make it seem like you're yeah, I'm really cobbling together this motley crew just like Charles would have. You three specifically have boat fixing powers. Excellent. <laughs> I love it. That was just what she said. We are I lucky. Can, I can talk to computers and like they listen to me. I was like, you, you sweet summer child. How have you not realized? Because she, and she's the one that leads off like, oh, all our powers are pretty useless. You're, I think, you're, you're Gen Z Jesus. Right. I think she might have like known that she was like a real badass and everyone else was like, yeah, my powers suck. And she was like, yeah, mine too. Right. <laughs> Trying to like, she'd be in that. I guess that if kid. you're looking at it specifically from a fighting perspective, cause like Mojo's kidnapping these people. We're not going to get into who Mojo is. Read the wiki page, I guess. But like yeah. Mojo is kidnapping people to fight in his weird games and leaves these kids because their powers aren't like showy for combat. And when Nightcrawler's like, why did they leave you? The girl's like, oh, our powers suck. No, your powers are pretty fucking rad. Mm -hmm. Probably just not going to make great 
gladiators. But in this show where we have psychic blasts, that girl would just make wires jump out of the wall and like punch people. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, other than that, I think going hand in hand with the fact that we have so many characters, I can't tell if it's that or if the animators are just tired of animating a full 22 minutes. But our last time on Wolverine and the X-Men segments are so long. We are really chewing up some animation time Uh with those. Kim pointed out. And I didn't notice this until Kim pointed it out. Um, But there are a lot of scenes of, say, like someone staggering or just walking for a while that are easy to animate on a flat background that are very slow and deliberate. And Kim's like, wow, they're really they're really chewing up that animation time, aren't they? And I'm like, oh, boy, I didn't notice it before, but now I can't unsee it every time there's a sequence of someone walking down a cobbled street that's on a static background. I'm like, oh, oh, I I think it's safe to say of the four like major X-Men animated shows that this one had the lowest budget and was lowest had the lowest investment from good old Kevin Feige over at Marvel, <laughs> but they I did mean, a good job. Yeah, clearly. Uh, and uh, I mean, I mean, they did a good job on these episodes, but did they do a good job overall? Uh, Andy, please tell us are all what are we 12, 12 episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men? Are they working for you? Despite the terrible title and all the Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're still working for me. Evan. Yes, they are indeed working for me. Excellent. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Are all 200 episodes we've watched so far working for you? About 198 of them are. Two of them contain Wolverine. Ooh. Um, <laughs> are you but... making fun of me? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little it sounds bit. a little bit like you are. That's yeah, okay. Maybe a That's little fine. Bit. Um, yeah, just uh, have a uh, Wolverine and the X-Men hold the Wolverine. Uh, this show is working. This show is working for me for sure. Um, so next uh, next week, we will cover uh, the next eight Giant episodes. Chunk. Yeah, we'll definitely, definitely do it right this time. We will. Let's do the math right here for everybody. We will do cover up to episode 21. 21 will be the last episode we watch for next for next week. Um, watch along with us you can find it on the internet you can you can pirate it somewhere like nightcrawler would yes 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 you can also uh join us on the merry high seas of twitter and follow us at pending pod follow us on facebook at pending pod follow us on instagram at ending pending send us an email pending pod at gmail.com and be sure to give money to the patreon lunarlightstudio.com uh you can uh find it there or go directly to patreon.com slash lunarlighthq uh, lots of great stuff there. We're, we're ratcheting up the old content machine. Um, For every dollar you send us, we'll dismantle a sentinel. Yeah. Ronnie, I'm going to tweet at you that cover of whatever it was, Wolverine number six, number seven, the one where Nightcrawler's naked. When so Nightcrawler's naked so that they know that they fucked. Yeah. 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 That I'm, strategically I'm, placed beer bottle says it all. I'm also going to uh, tweet out my uh, my comic books for Broadway article on cool to me, damn it, dot blogspot dot com, because that's definitely the content we're all here for.
Mm-hmm. Um, so follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow the other great shows in the network. Shows like Cryptid Keeper. Shows like uh, Good Boys Girls. Shows like Overwitch. Um, Netflix and Kill. So many good shows. Find them. LunarLightStudio.com um, And until next time, uh, when when Wolverine shows up, then uh, I, I didn't have an I didn't have an end in sight for this. I just knew it had to be Wolverine based. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Yeah, it's as easy as that, huh? Yep, always ought to be. Why do I always overcomplicate things? I must be like a Wolverine. Lunar Light Studio, pretty, witty, and gay. Mm.